Hello, this is Paula. And this is Susanna. And And this this is is the Joy Joy of Home Home podcast. The Joy of Home is a podcast about stories of the love of home, the joy of your own home, how you make your spaces personal to yourself. We'll have conversations about what makes a happy home with a variety of guests. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Joy of Home. Hello. Hello, Paula. Today, we are not going to have any guests with us, but it's almost like we have lots of you here with us because we put a little question box on our Instagram stories and you gave us lots of questions that we are going to be answering to you today. So that's the plan for today. What do you think about that, Paula? I I am super excited because I would love to know what people want to know. <laughs> you know, I have no idea. It could it, it could be anything from what color is your um, kitchen to and um, what what brand of socks do you prefer? So I'm I'm intrigued. I thought you were going to say that what color underwear you are wearing. I was thinking, oh, I'm not sure if we are quite on that <laughs> that level yet. I think we, we are. <laughs> I think we are a little bit boring for that. And the answer will be very boring, that question as well. So. <laughs> right, well, shall we get started? So we can Absolutely. hopefully get through of most of these at least. So yep. the first question is, describe your perfect day. Do you want to start? Ooh, okay. So describe my perfect day. It's a day. big one. It is a big one. It is a big one. Um, I would say that my perfect day would start off with... I'm I'm a tea drinker. I know a lot of people need their their shot of coffee first thing in the morning, but I I love a mug of tea. Um, my husband already tends to bring me a cup of tea in bed in the morning, which is a very nice thing of him to do. Isn't and, he well um, trained? Isn't he well trained? I love it. So that so I'd have my tea um, in the morning, and then after getting dressed, um, I love my morning dog walk. So walking, um, of course, the sun would be shining. My favorite types of days are either just early autumn where we've gone past the heat of summer and we're into those crisp but it's still cardigan weather i love cardigan weather i do too best time of the year it is exactly a little bit of crispness in the air Uh, not christmas but crisp (laughs) crisp (laughs) um so um maybe a tiny bit of frost but not too cold and not wet and muddy so um so yes, early autumn would be lovely. And um, going for a walk along the river or going for a walk through um, woodland or through, we've got um, a, a lovely country estate near us. So walking in the grounds of Linford Hall, perhaps, uh, with the dog, of course. And um, so that's lovely. It's a lovely, refreshing and contemplative way to start um, a day because, you know, I, I tend to have a lot of ideas, even if I'm with company, if I'm with my husband or the children or something. That's when I tend to have a lot of ideas when I'm looking up at the big sky and it's nice and bright and the sun, you, you know, you feel invigorated and as if, yes, the world is your oyster. So starting off with a lovely um, dog walk. I love antiques hunting or vintage hunting. Um, and I also love eating. So if I could incorporate those two things, so going somewhere like... <laughs> So going somewhere like, so I'm in Norfolk. I live in Norfolk in the English um, countryside um, and Norfolk is in the east of England. There's a, an area called Holt, which is on the Norfolk. It's closer to the coast than, than I am. And it's a beautiful um, market town, lots of Georgian buildings. It has lots of antiques, 
shops and vintage emporiums, but also it has um, a lovely, has a Michelin-starred restaurant. Ooh. And it's the perfect location then. Exactly. And, um, and look at the beautiful buildings, look at the beautiful architecture, and then also top it up by lunch in a lovely Michelin-starred restaurant, then that would be um, absolutely fantastic. And then after that, it would be, on once again in Norfolk, there is Holcombe Beach. I think a lot of people call it Hokum. So um, Hokum or Holcombe, however you want to, to call it, it's a beautiful white sand beach. A lot of people um, across the world don't believe that there are stunning beaches in England. And of course, there are lots of stunning beaches in Cornwall and in the south. But in Norfolk, there is Holcomb Beach and it's beautiful. In fact, if you've ever seen Shakespeare in Love, at the end, there's a scene where Gwyneth Paltrow is meant to have ended up in America and is walking along the shores of America. Now, that was filmed at Holcomb Beach because it was just bright white sand and this wonderful vista, this amazing um, horizon. And so after that, that, so that's another invigorating walk. So I do like my walks, walks, shopping and food. And then ending up at home in my own home, front of a fire and um, reading a book or listening to music. That would be a lovely day. I'd like the excuse to wear a nice dress. So maybe that's for lunch because I do like my clothes too. So um, but that would be the perfect day. Ending up back at home in front of the fire um, with my family surrounding me. There you go. What's your perfect day? That sounds wonderful. I mean, I feel I feel like that I could just pretty much copy the same thing. It's it's really uh, maybe add a little brunch or something like you know a little bit more food dotted around in there. More food? Yeah, I don't think I ate enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like oh well, surely did we miss some? Yeah. You know, you just had the tea yeah. and cake. then the visually star. Yes, cake. Just the cake. But is that that does sound really lovely? I think I think the older I get, the more simple pleasures I enjoy in life so it really doesn't have to be anything too special I almost kind of like sometimes you, you have a bit like with your homes that you have almost kind of like this feeling that you just feel really content and you almost kind of like are so in the moment that you can appreciate almost anything that is going on whether it's just having a you know cup of coffee a nice slice of cake somewhere and it's not necessarily the most expensive treat or the most special treat, but sometimes you are just in mindset. I actually had a really lovely birthday last year, which my husband had organized us to go for lunch at Nude. Speaking of beautiful country houses, oh, that is a stunning it. place. I've never been and I would love to go. Oh, it's beautiful. I haven't stayed there, but I, it, and actually that's the only time I went in there. And also, if you are, if one of the listeners is thinking of going there, we thought that you have to be a member to be able to go in there. But if you have a lunch in the main house, turns out that you don't have to be a member because we aren't. But we went there, and as I'm, my birthday is in November, and November in Southwest England is not known for the glorious weather, so it was really raining. We did a little bit of walking around their garden, and then we went into the main house, and we sat in this beautiful living room that had log fires we had newspapers and we ordered coffees that just were delivered to us in there and I said I remember sitting there thinking that this is I'm just honestly having living my best life in here I just loved it so much I felt really at home even if it wasn't in my home and the surroundings were so beautiful that I just thought that that's that's how I would like to do spend my life my rest of my life really happily 
I was going to say this actually because you've mentioned um, the possibility of um, maybe moving in the future and looking for a lovely Georgian house or an, old, or an older building. That remind the way you've just described that day makes me think of what I, I think you may be looking for in the future. Mm, I think so. Mm. You see, it always it always circles back to home, doesn't it? It does, always does, especially with us, I think. We're just our home people. But that's, um, so yes, yeah, so that was that. Then the, we also had a couple of questions about books. There was, what types, types of books do you like to read and any favorite books? There were two separate questions. Well, books, I am, well, I've got. I have a, I, I, I think I can guess what kind of genre you might be your favourite. Well, well, I've got, I've got, I've got two genres of books. So I am a romantic at heart and I love, I love books from the past. I love, I also love history. I'm a history buff. So Jane Austen writes my favourite novels. I absolutely adore, um, you know, I love Pride and Prejudice, but my favourite is actually Persuasion, is my favourite Jane Austen is novel. Is it? Have you seen the Netflix show? I've, I've seen, yes, I've seen that adaptation. It's not my favourite adaptation, but I have to say I do love, I, I mean, I watch any adaptation that comes on television, I watch anyway, because it's always tends to be, you know, the set design tends to be beautiful, the actual real historical elements tend to be beautiful. So I enjoy the fact that I'm looking, and and um, a lot of um, persuasion is set in Bath as well, which is interesting. So, um, so that's lovely. But um, so yes, yeah, so I love Jane Austen. I like a bit of Dickens at Chris at Christmas time. I will read a bit of Charles Dickens. You know, reading um, a Christmas Carol, you know, is always a bit of a tradition. But then I also love my murder mysteries. So my murder mysteries are. Um, it's it's one of those weird when I was sort of at, at school when I was around 16 I was this is going to sound so grim I'm known for my cottage corn my lovely flowers and the cakes and everything when I was about 16 I was obsessed with reading about I mean gosh I, I shouldn't even admit this um Jack the Ripper and all the <laughs> I mean so it's so the opposite of what I'm known for but um I was obsessed with the true crime from but once again in a historical context, you know, I wasn't interested in reading anything that was um, in the present day. You know, that's too close to home and too grim and too sort of like horrible. But anything that was like Sherlock Holmes or anything about things that actually happened in, in the past in Victorian times. So, yes, I will bounce from the romance of um, of a period novel to the grim reality of um, a period murder mystery. And Agatha Christie set in you know the 1930s or murder on the orient express or um death on the nile love all of those sorts of things they went very gruesome though there's the, those are not quite they are not no, like those aren't too gruesome jeffrey Dahmer type of no, 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 no although jack the ripper from um the 1800 i mean that that's not too great <laughs> no yes no that's true yes um well my interestingly i have a sort of well we have one similar genre which is that I'm a big big fan of historical fiction it has always always been I just love reading about times gone and I, I feel like that although I did enjoy history at school 
I do really like historical fiction that is loosely at least based on the actual historical events. And I especially enjoy if it's kind of like more from the women's point of view, because I feel like most of the history in the school is always, it's a men's history and wars and, you know, that sort of thing. So any kind of like historical novels are my favorite thing. I really enjoyed Hilary Mantel's Wolf Hall. Oh, yes, I love that. Love that. that. It, it, it's a shame because I didn't actually feel quite so strong. I haven't actually felt the same way about her other books that I've read. But there was something about the Wolf Hall. It took me a while to get into the language because obviously English is not my first language. And she has quite kind of like a wordy way of writing. And every other person, you know, character was named Thomas, which does not make it any easier. But once you get into that and you get into the rhythm, I just I just really enjoyed it. I also really enjoyed, I recently read Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell, is that her name? And I really enjoyed that as well. I thought that was very beautifully written and the grief scenes were felt so painful because, you know, obviously she's a very good writer, so they came through really well. But I do also like more modern books. I really enjoy Donna Tartt's books. It's a shame she only writes a book every 10 years. I've read all three of them. And (laughs) yes, yes. So she clearly does like to take her time with those books. And I also really liked, um, like, for example, White Teeth by Sadie. Sadie Smith. That was a beautiful book. And also kind of like a book that sort of, I mean, you read lots of good books, but some just stay more, and I felt like that stayed with more. And other one that has stayed with me recently is, I can't remember, and I won't be able to pronounce her name anyway, so maybe it's better for the, all of us, but um, I believe it was her debut novel called Snow Child, and she's an, I think she's from Alaska, the author. And it's it's <clears throat> one of those books that. It's not a big story. It's not a big adventure. There's no kind of like, there's a bit of mystery, but it's not kind of like, like I would like to call it like not a big book, which sounds really dismissive because it actually was a fantastic book and I really, really enjoyed it. Almost because it was kind of like the setup was quite small and it was in really... So the themes weren't big, but the story was real. The store and and the setting and everything and I was just like I love the kind of like the mystery aspect of it and it's just really it stayed with me for a long time so I really really enjoyed that and I recently started I don't know why I have so many I think I've been reading lots of books lately because I still seem to be able to shut up about this topic but <laughs> I recently found I recently found a new author to me who I don't know where I've been living because she's won a Pulitzer Prize so most people probably know her but I'm mentioning it this in case you've been living under a rock or in a cave as well and her name is Elizabeth Stroud Oh, no, I've heard of Elizabeth Stroud. Yes, well, except most people probably have. I hadn't. And I have this habit that I download lots of samples from to my Kindle app on my phone. I don't even have the Kindle machine. I just use the app on my phone. And it's almost kind of like my way of doing a little bit of test driving before I actually do. Oh, so you read the, the trial bit, the trial pages you read to see if you're like, it's yeah. quite sensible. And it's also, I also do that sometimes just to kind of like do almost like create my, like a reading list of the books I want to read. Some I read on my 
on my phone, but I do actually prefer the physical copies. So then I do tend to buy them. And I started the Olive Kitteridge. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm hoping it's somewhat right. And I was so taken by her writing and the kind of like, I just, again, got that sort of feeling that I was almost kind of like felt like I was part of the world. You were inside the story, which are the best books. Absolutely. So I ordered that immediately, that book and this part two, which is called Olive again, I think. And I ordered that as well. So I'm very much looking forward to reading those in the next few weeks. Lovely. Well, I, I I need to take I need to take notes and actually get some of those for myself. My goodness. Oh yes, you. I, I'm I'm happy to share them with you later if you feel like you want to. Um, right. So, oh, this is going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing what you're going to answer this. What's your dream career? My dream career. Now that's very 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 interesting. So funny enough, and um, it would be interesting on the back of what we've just um been discussing there are so many elements to my dream career but perhaps if I start with what can I see myself in the future doing what would be my ideal career in the future and my ideal career in the future would be sitting exactly where I am in my little hut my garden office writing novels and um, I have started writing novels so I've um, written my first um, cottagecore murder mystery my cozy crime the potting shed murder i have ordered you can pre-order it paula is way too modest and humble and just does not want to be i think this is absolutely amazing i have already ordered my copy of it and we'll leave the link on the show notes i don't know oh, how to do you. that but we'll figure <laughs> it out so you can order your copy because i just think it's going to be one of those wonderful books where you just you know feel like you are in this really cozy setting of it and even if some gruesome things happens i'm sure there's going to be a lot of happy endings yeah. somewhere so they're still going to yeah that's a amongst the gruesome but um, so, yes, if I could be um, writing successful novels um, into my dotage, into, you know, until I'm 160 or however, however old I could go on till, you know, God willing, um, I would be a very happy bunny. So, yes, I think um, a successful novelist would be wonderful. But I, I'm already really in my dream career, I have to say, because I get... You know, being on social media and being a content creator has given me so many wonderful opportunities that I um, I have accidentally stumbled across a lovely a, a lovely career. You know, it, it takes effort to keep it going, um, as everything does. But it's you know, I'm 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 almost there. I'm almost there with a few extra tweaks. You know, and as my hips and legs start to give way, you know, being able to sit down a bit more and be at my desk, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> you need to you need to get some joint joint ailment tablets to keep you going. Your garden won't like you sitting down. I take a lot of joint ailment tablets already, honestly, believe me. But what about you? What's your um your dream career? <laughs> Well, it's. Uh, I feel like maybe I should start answering these questions first, so that it doesn't come across like I'm like, yeah, save for me, save for me. No, no, but absolutely, it's. It's like I feel like I'm so lucky in lots of sense. I think I have probably maybe shared this before, but when I was at school, I had two favorite subjects of like t- favorite topics at school, and they were art and science. And 
as some of you know, I went and studied more the science side at uni and I had a kind of like a, a different career before I became my content creation and influencing, even if it sounds like a term that maybe should not be used for middle-aged ladies like myself, but anyway, career. And so it feels like that I've had over the kind of like had a chance to do two very different things. And as somebody who really enjoys doing new things and learning new things, that feels like a privilege really. And like you said, it's given, it, it has its challenges and it's not nothing is perfect but it's definitely given lots of opportunities that I would not have been even be able to dream of so it's been really good the whole social media side of things but it actually and I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud because it's it's one of those things that I haven't really shared but it has always been my dream to write a book like always that's kind of like something I don't know if it will ever happen but it's it feels like that if you can dream it and believe it, it will happen. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like that sometimes it's also, you know, it's not, if you are kind of like just shying away and sitting in your corner and waiting opportunities to come to you and you don't kind of like try out new things, it's just nothing will ever happen. So do you know something I learned over the last, I would say since I moved to Norfolk, not in the early, I've been here for 14 and a half years. And so I would say the first seven years I was just, I was flailing around trying to find my way a bit and not knowing um, what direction I was going to be going in and what was going to happen career-wise. And the second half I sort of like discovered social media and um, or social media started working um, for me and it became my career. And what I learned um, during that time is, because I used to be very, you know, I used to shy away and not want to reveal my hopes and dreams because I, you know, you fear that people will laugh at them or not take them seriously, or that if you say them, they might not happen. Blah blah. blah. What I've realised is that you have to put it out there. You you have to, you know, whatever whatever your belief system is, whether it's the universe or what, you have to, you know, you don't ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. And my father used to say that um, you can't get anywhere without a map. And that map, you have to be able to, that map has to be visible. You have to be able to see that map. So you need to put out there that I want to write, that I am a novelist, that I want to do this, I want to do that. Because that's when opportunities come your way. And it's not just, um, this isn't just woo-woo. It's just, if you say that, then somebody might be listening or somebody might know somebody who could, you know, and this is not just to do with Susanna and I, this is to all of our listeners You've got to put it out there into the universe what you want and, and what you feel. It might not always come to you, but the chances are it's going to come far um, faster if people know that that's what you want to do than if you don't say anything. That's, that's yeah. what I believe. Yeah, and it's almost like, like that kind of like saying things like that out loud, almost like then act as a reminder for yourself to also take some action relating to that because otherwise if you if you are just kind of like sitting and waiting and not doing anything for your dreams nothing nothing will happen or very little will happen less will happen at least yeah so that's 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 true so sounds like we're both doing really well then on the dream career fund from I, I feel like <laughs> both you and me just really enjoy doing different kind of things. I think we just enjoy that it's not just like there's not just 
you know, we, we, are, we are not limited by doing just one thing. There's always new things. I like enjoy I, multi-layered parts. A multi-layered purpose. I enjoy and a multi-layered career. I think there's a there's there was a, um, a description of it, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's um it's a, anyway it's the rich tapestry of doing lots of different things. I think is a wonderful thing if if one can do it, and you know it's not always possible or whatever, but we can aim. We have to aim for something, don't we? Yeah, and it's like I I really feel quite strongly about sometimes you don't know what you're going to actually enjoy doing unless you're actually going to give it a go and try out new things. As scary it is, and we all have the same sort of imposter syndrome, failure, fear of failure sort of situation, and you just have to basically, despite of having that, just accept that it will be parts there, but don't let that stop you anything. Like You just go and try things out. And if you don't like it, you just won't do it anymore. Exactly. I have the same imposter syndrome and doubt and self-doubt that I've ever had. But what I do have now that I didn't have before is a willingness to give things a go. That's that's the only thing that's changed. And because of that, things start to happen. If things don't work your way or if something goes wrong, you are not going to let that paralyze you. You are just going to basically get up dust yourself off and try something else or try again. Like that's, I think I've read from somewhere... It's, it's probably one of those really cliched quotes that people have on their cushions sometimes, but basically the only difference between failure and success is that the successful people just don't give up. They just keep on trying. Exactly. Like yeah. It's... Yeah. Anyway, from these big cliches Ooh. and... Yeah, we need, we need the T-shirt. <laughs> yes, we do need. We, need, we have lots of T-shirts coming up already here. So what brings you joy is the next question. If you want to first, I can then say again how I feel exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> what what brings me joy? I, I would go to my um so in on Instagram you have your very short um biography at the top. And I think mine has I, or, or over the years it's had a combination of these things. It's it's cakes, country houses, frocks, and I would add family. <laughs> And a dog or two. Sorry, a dog or two. Um, I, I'll tell you what brings me joy, really, is um, adapting and living with the seasons. That's something I never knew would bring me joy. I used to, I'm, I'm a South London girl. I was. I spent the most of my life, um, well, my younger life, in London, very city, um, city lad, and, you know, enjoyed all the benefits of living in a city. But I always yearned for something different. You know, I always yearned for space. I need space around me and I need to see big skies. And um, when I moved to um, Norfolk, it did have its challenges. I did, at, at, you know, several moments think, oh, my goodness, what have I done? I've isolated myself and, you know, and my I've, have I limited my opportunities in terms of, of career and work? But something that was always in me is this joy that I had surrounded myself with nature and I was able to get out and start my a garden which I hadn't really done before and and grow my own vegetables and grow flowers and you know and I'm not an expert in any of these things but I am an expert in having a go at things now. Didn't you have a YouTube video about how to pot spring bulbs? I did I did I mean we, we had that chat didn't we and it was sort of like I remember I was just ha- having a go go and you know almost learning as I went along. I love it. Don't believe everything you see on social media. <laughs> but um, 
Hill, they turned out nicely though, didn't they? Yeah, they turned out brilliantly and they grew and they didn't die. Mm. So, um, you know, that was the result. But yes, I what brings me joy is family, being surrounded by nature, living in the countryside brings me a hell of a lot of joy and cake and nice clothes. I love, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a, a good, a nice dress. I, I used to be in the fashion industry, so that has never left me, that joy of, of clothing. And it, it's not about showing off or being seen. I, I could have just as much fun sort of getting dressed in my um, bedroom with no one else looking, but I'm going, oh, that's a lovely, nice, that's a nice dress. Oh, that just goes with those shoes. You know, that that's lovely too. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I never worked in fashion, but maybe that's what the box of Barbie clothes I got for my best Christmas we spoke about before it taught me that it's just, I've, I've always had, I'm not sure if it's a need, but there's definitely something that I can definitely appreciate, like aesthetics and beauty and beautiful clothes and beautiful homes. They are sort of similar sort of thing, really, aren't they? And it's, I do think that there is something, at least for me, as I'm quite visual person, I do feel like that the, the, how my surroundings are and how they look, they definitely have a direct reflection on how I'm feeling. So if it's really from somewhere that is very miserable and not pretty, I think it, it probably doesn't make me much happier, at least. Because my surroundings mean a lot to me as well, but there's something... I love beautiful interiors. I love um, when I, when I get a room right in my house, it brings me an immense amount of joy. And and it and it's amazing because it is a it is a feeling that that creeps up on you. Sometimes you walk into a space and it's sort of you are just instantly affected by how happy it can make you, which is yeah. a lovely feeling. And it's not about being perfect or having like you know the most fashionable this or that. It's not about that at all. It's just something that in your surroundings that you feel and you find it beautiful and it can be sometimes the smallest things like like you know just having your treasures that you have collected over the years or I still just really it's think it's so lovely that I have my grandparents crockery that I sometimes get out on special occasions only obviously and just to think that my my grandma would have been having soup in the same terrain just feels very heartwarming really so but lots of things bring joy to me like you know it's just it's dogs children my my own children (laughs) (laughs) the others can go I just want my own absolutely I I get that yeah totally And it's just like, it's, it's like this little act, like kindness act, acts that doesn't really like, you know, a stranger smiles at you or like, you know, you drop something and somebody picks it up for you. That can be very joyful, almost like makes you kind of like think that maybe the humankind isn't quite so awful after all when people do just little nice things occasionally. We need to see and acknowledge little acts of kindness, that's for sure, you know. Um, Definitely. Spread, spread it about. If you like this episode and would like to help the Joy of Home podcast, please share with your friends, rate and review. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts.